What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. Week one of the Friday Night Wars. But who cares about that? Because the boys are back together. Yes, after a sabbatical, after a little time away, I am joined more than six away from me electronically as my lovely and esteemed co-host Dominic Cops and Dominic. Where the fuck have you been? You just left us. I've been dealing with uh, some medical issues and, uh, you know, stuff happened and stuff. When stuff happens, you have to go to the hospital and get better and, you know, stuff like that, you know. And, you know, Brandon still never received that get well soon card. So thanks. I mean, there are so many get well soon text messages. I mean, you know, we're in a drought. I'm not trying to, you know, get a card that I'm going to send it to you. And then I let's be honest, you're just going to read it. You're going to check to see if there's money inside and just going to throw it away. I mean, that's not true. I mean, that's not all the way true. I probably I probably would have been like, well, he actually, you know, actually loves me, but I guess not. I, you know, do you're just using you, me Dominic. for the podcast. Yeah, I'm just using for you content. for the podcast, using you for for your for your money because you know Dominic is loaded, super loaded. I was, anyways. We're glad Dominic is back, somewhat healthy, still a little you know winded. So we're gonna you know he's not gonna go on long tangents like he normally does. So he's gonna you know probably might be a little shorter of a podcast this week. But let's get on into unless there's anything you'd like to to say to the people before we we get into it mr x thank you for reaching out and wishing me well wishes you're the best and uh you know i'm sure there's other people that have reached out you know but thanking mr x for sure he he cheered me up definitely just mr x not me or frenemy of the podcast just just only mr x yeah I'm the mean, only person associated with this podcast who's a good person. Exactly. Exactly. All right, let's get into the MLB standings. We got the Tampa Bay Rays leading the division eight and a half games up on the Toronto Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox, who technically the Blue Jays have a quote-unquote better record by like percentage points, but they are tied for the top two wild card spots in the American League. Yankees have fallen off a little bit, slightly. They are a half game back of Toronto and Boston, and the Baltimore Orioles officially have been eliminated from the playoffs. So you just hate to see it. Season's over for them, but still four teams, Dominic, in the East, in the thick of it. Rays, they're going to make the playoffs. Blue Jays, uh, Red Sox, and Yankees all in the thick of it with those top two teams holding the spots for now. I mean, it's it's not surprising. Actually, you take that back. It is surprising. Toronto is right there in it. I felt like for the longest time they weren't gonna, you know, do anything because you you were pushing you were pushing so hard for them to to get to the top. But I guess your jinx isn't really working at the moment. But um, I'm I'm so I, I'll I'm not gonna count the Yankees out just yet. I feel like I feel like they're gonna bounce back. So the Blue Jays are playing the best baseball at the moment. They're eight and two in their last 10. Uh, they've only won. They're only on a one game winning streak at the moment, but the Red Sox are on a two game winning streak. They're four and six in their last 10, as well as the Yankees. So overall, the Blue Jays have been playing better baseball, climbing up the ranks. I mean, they leapfrogged 
I think the Mariners, the A's, now the Yankees and the Red Sox, and now they're taken right now. They have that first wild card spot. I don't know what the the schedule lies ahead for them, but uh, they're hitting the cover off the ball. Uh, pitching has finally come together enough. Robbie Ray, he's he's been a delight to see pitch, and we talked about it last week uh, that Nate Pearson got called up, and so he is a little lifeblood put into that bullpen. So hopefully, this means Toronto can can stick it through. Out of every, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm rooting for favorites because obviously there's another team we're going to talk about later that I would wish could be in the wild card spot, but I really do want to see what this blue Jays team could do if they were to make the playoffs, but the pitching still a big question mark, if they can hold up through October. I mean, I, I feel like I agree with everything. Um, I feel like the Yankees are that, that, that to me is the, is the Yankees like downfall. I feel like their pitching was so hyped up this year. And I feel like only one of their pitchers is really produced, but you know, Toronto, uh, Toronto's playing well. Boston's playing well. It's, you know, it's one of those divisions where it's it, any, anything can happen. Then moving on over to the central, same shit, different day. White Sox holding an 11 game lead over the Cleveland Indians. Um, they're going to wrap this up. Cleveland, Detroit, uh, Kansas city and Minnesota. They're just all hot garbage, but the White Sox have not been playing their best lately. Four and six in their last 10, uh, losing the last two. Dominic, over the last couple of weeks, you know, White Sox still kind of, obviously they're still in first place, but uh, not playing the best in the world. Do you have any different outlooks for them when they clinch division and make the playoffs? Do you see them being a, a vital threat? Because they have a lot of star power, a lot of good players, but still, even in this weak division, you would think they'd have a much better record. I mean, I feel like postseason is is, is a dif- different beast. Um, when they do end up clinching and all that fun stuff, I, I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to fucking get swept or they're going to do the sweeping, but I think it's one of those areas where you don't know what's going to happen. Um, and Chicago, like, you know, they have a great – to me, they have a great record, but – you know, if you're not if you're not going into the postseason firing on all cylinders, it's going to it's, it's an uphill climb. So, um, you know, we'll just have to basically wait and see and hopefully they can get these last few games under the belt and get some wins and get into the postseason hot. And if they go in hot, they're going to go far. If they don't go in hot, they ain't going to get anywhere. Then over to the American League West, the Houston Astros firmly grasping that top spot with an 86 and 60 record seven games up on the Oakland athletics and eight games up on the Seattle Mariners. Both of those two teams are a little bit behind in the wild card standings, three games back for the A's four games back for the Mariners. As we said, both the Red Sox and the blue Jays hold both spots. So that's who they're chasing. They're technically chasing two teams at the moment with the Yankees in the middle. The A's are five and five in the last 10. They have won the last two up against the uh, Kansas city Royals. Uh, Mariners, they've fallen off a little bit. I believe they're playing the Astros this weekend, or they're they're playing. I, were they playing the Astros? They're playing the Red Sox. I forget, but they uh, had a big opponent earlier in the week, and they just uh, were not able to get it done. Uh, the A's, as I said, playing the Royals, able to win two of the three, should have swept. But right now, we haven't since we haven't been together for the last couple of weeks. Dominic, the bullpen has really fallen off for the A's. I, I've I've seen you know when I was in the hospital, I think I watched a game or two or part of it and yeah i was kind of disappointed in how their bullpen was really playing 
Um, I feel like their bats came alive, but their bullpen just took a nap. Yeah, it's kind of once one gets right, the other one just goes to shit. We've been talking how the bullpen, the starters have been fantastic, but just the bats haven't been able to get together. Starling Marte is still, you know, doing the damn thing. He's cooled off a tad bit since uh, the acquisition. But yeah, it's, it's just one of those things that they can't put everything together at the right spot. They're super streaky. When the bats are hot, the bullpen's cold. Starters, you know, Chris Bassett is seemingly on track to pitch at the end of the month. So hopefully with those series against the Astros and the Mariners, he could be there and he can be a, uh, you know, a, a shot of energy and hopefully he can return to a Cy Young contendership form at the end of the year. At this point, the, the division I think is out of question, obviously seven games is a lot to get over in like two and a half weeks, three games back of the wild card spot, chasing two teams still very doable. It does hurt that they're not in division. You know, they're across the, across the country on the East. So they're not going to be playing them really at all to, you know, take out those, but hopefully maybe those teams can kind of beat up on each other. A's could make a streak, but at the moment I've been, much more optimistic, I think, for, for the A's compared to the Trapdoor to Hellboys. And right now, because I haven't been, honestly, I've been watching a lot, like when I went to Chicago and everything, and I've been working a little bit, I haven't been paying attention, but I was able to kind of lock in during the uh, Royal Series, and it just, I finally saw with my own eyes that this bullpen is not good, which yeah. kind of sucks because it's been very good for a majority of the season. So to, just to go off topic for a second, and well, not off topic, but still on the A's, but, you know, out of order um this offseason is that going to be the biggest issue for them is getting their pitching right or what do you think is the biggest thing they need to work on i mean there's a bunch of different aspects you can go there's people saying that they should trade matt chapman i'm not completely opposed to that if you trade matt chapman and you can get like a hall of prospects and maybe you know a good starter or bullpen arm you know, but as much as I love him and he's a defensive wizard over there, his bat has kind of fallen off. And we know they're not going to sign both of them, both the Mats, Olsen and Chapman. If they have to pick one, I would definitely pick Olsen, but he's also been playing much better. So that means he would probably demand more money. So, you know, the stadium situation is a whole different thing. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on with the A's in the offseason, but. I think that Matt Chapman deal is something to, to keep an eye on. It's something that people I've been talking about outside of Oakland. Maybe he goes to the Yankees because the Yankees desperately, I think, need a third baseman. And Matt Chapman could be a, a good you know, insertion over there, especially because they have so many power bats. They don't really need a bat. They need more defense at third base. So I think that's uh, something that's going to be the big move, I think, in the offseason as Chapman gets dealt. Okay, well, let's move on to the National League East. Okay, Dominic, let's move on to the National League East. We got the Atlanta Braves standing atop that division with a lovely six, uh, 76 and 68 record. They hold a three game lead over the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, the Phillies are two and a half games back of the wild card spot. And then the Mets, they are 72 and 75, five and a half games back, five games, five and a half games back of the division, five games back of the wild card. Uh, the Mets, the Yankees series this weekend, you know, Subway series honoring 9-11. It, you know, it's a fun series. Uh, the Sunday game where uh, Giancarlo is chirping with Javi and uh, Frankie at shortstop. That was fun. And then uh, Lindor comes back. It's a bomb. Uh, one of the best games of the season. Unfortunately, the Mets have not been able to put it together. And it, it, 
is it time to uh to write the Mets off finally, Dominic? Because we've been kind of holding on, thinking that they're talented, but five games back for both spots with two and a half weeks, I just don't see that team being able to turn it on that much. I mean, it sucks to say it, but yeah, um, you know, they were playing so well and just key injuries really can fuck you up for the rest of the season. So yeah, this is going to be between the Braves and the Phillies and, you know, you never know what could happen in a couple of weeks. You never know what could happen. Uh, the Braves five and five in the last 10, losing the last two Phillies have won their last two. So making up a little bit of ground, still three games separating the two. So the Braves have a, a little bit of cushion over there. Moving on over to the national league central Milwaukee Brewers going to win this division, 89 to 57, 12 and a half games up on the St. Louis Cardinals. Yes. The Cardinals are the team that is holding that second wild card spot. They're holding it over. Sorry, Mr. X, uh, his reds. They are back a game. And the Padres are also back a half game. So now the Cardinals, they've really been rearing back, you know, roaring back this past month, being able, they're seven and three in their last 10 on a five game winning streak. I think both of us, I, I know I definitely had them winning this division. I had much higher expectations for this team. They definitely hit a slump during the dog days, but now at the end, they're starting to hit their stride as we get into October, Dominic. I mean, I got watermelon in my mouth. Can you give me a minute? Well, I'm sorry. You know, we a little behind the curtain. We don't actually see each other when we do the podcast. We, you know, we'll say hi, do be very cordial at the beginning of the okay, podcast, okay. have our cameras on. The but when we actually do the recording, we don't have our cameras on. So I can't see Dominic. I know he, he did give him the heads up that he was eating, but we've been doing this for like 10 minutes now. I thought maybe he would have been done by now. And well, no, on I, a good... I, fin- I finished the quesadillas, but it's eating the fruit now. And, you know, I, uh, you know, it's a little cold for my teeth. So yeah, I, I understand that, especially if you're going from like a hot quesadilla to a, a cold watermelon. You know, it's a very it's a shock to the yeah. system. Oh, mm, St. Louis Cardinals, Dominic, they're actually playing good baseball. Finally, I mean, it's a little too late, though. I mean, you can't you can't fucking fall off the face of the earth and then just assume you can come back into everybody's life and just be be good again but i will give it to them i mean they are uh they are playing well and as long as they don't lose a couple games i think uh, it will be in the postseason so you're saying they're going to be in the postseason over mr x's reds who are a game back of them uh the padres are in between those two teams the reds were playing out of their mind for a little bit and then kind of both these teams switched roles the reds were playing or the reds were not playing well while the cardinals started to get hot any thoughts on Mr. X's Reds? Are you going to give him hope after he wished you well wishes? I mean, I, I would love for the Reds. Joey Bangs or whatever. Joey whatever. Votto. Joey Votto. Okay, let's move on over. Okay, Dom, you eat your watermelon. Then over in the National League West, we have both the San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers clinching a playoff berth. The only two teams to do that at the moment. It makes sense because they have the two best records in the baseball world. Uh, Giants 95 and 52 Dodgers 94 and 53 
both of these teams, as I said, going to be in the postseason. It just depended on who makes the division and who's going to make that number one wild card spot. The Giants currently have a game advantage over the Dodgers. Dodgers a 17 game advantage over the Cardinals for that first wild card spot. So obviously Dodgers going to you know, hold that first wild card spot. Dominic has a recovering Giants fan. They're back in business. Best team, quote unquote, in baseball at the moment. Do you see them holding off the Dodgers or do the Dodgers are able to overtake the Giants? I mean, it'd be nice to see them win the division. Um, being that they only have a game lead, I feel like it's going to come down to the last game of the season and they're going to choke it and be wild card. And, you know, it's going to be fucking terrible. But, um, you know, I'd love for them to win the division. It'd be nice. I was trying to get up on the schedule and the Giants and Dodgers do not play each other anymore. The upcoming schedule for the Dodgers, they play the Reds, the Rockies, Arizona Padres and Milwaukee. So tough, to, you know, tough stretch to end the season, but uh, they do have a lot of winnable games coming up within the next week. So uh, I would expect the Dodgers to make a move. Maybe if I can go on over real quick to see what the schedule of those San Francisco gigantes are come on espn got this taco bell wi-fi hurting me so much come on we got this they're 95 52 first oh here we are all right to end the season they are playing the atlanta braves tough matchup padres hit or miss rockies arizona and then the padres again so i think on average the giants have a tougher schedule ahead but they're, uh, you know, it's almost about even. Do you see them, you know, the schedules being leaning one way or another? And do you see, you know, maybe the Dodgers overtaking them because they have a weaker schedule, quote unquote? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, these two teams are the best teams in baseball. And, you know, if they got the weaker schedule, whoever has the easier schedule is going to win the division. That's it's just guaranteed. Okay. So Dominic is locking it in. Dodgers going to win the division while the. While the Giants are going to play in that one game wild card spot, you know, if the uh, A's don't make it to the wild card game and the Giants host the wild card game, Dominic, we out? Uh, no, no. Okay. Too expensive. Too expensive. All right. Let's get on over. That's uh, it for baseball. Let's move on over to the NFL. So last week, uh, Tyler was so gracious of filling in for Dominic and uh, we did our NFL preview. Now we're not going to go you know, super in depth, but I'm just, you know, going to, we're going to go over quickly Dominic's thoughts on what he's expecting for the uh, 2021 season. Uh, started off. We obviously we have week one. So Dominic can take into effect what he really saw over there. Uh, the AFC East Dominic, the bills, dolphins, Patriots, and jets. What are you seeing from this division? Crap. Just utter fucking crap. I mean, somebody has somebody has to win the division. Okay, okay. Bills. Bills. You're not uh, you're not too scared after what happened week one playing the Giant or the uh, Steelers. Good defense, but they they were very sloppy week one. Not not pretty. It, it's the first week. I'm not gonna, you know, everybody's getting those jitters off off themselves and stuff. But they're they're coming off a great season last year, so I think they'll continue on with kicking some Marius. All right. Then speaking of those Steelers, they are in the AFC North. Uh, Steelers, Ravens, Browns. And Mr. X's Bengals, they are in first place, baby, because they are 1-0 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Dominic, what are you seeing out of this division? Good question. I would probably say I'm going to go with the Ravens. 
What about your, what about your Browns? You know, you maybe a little too early on the Browns. They really played well against the, the chiefs last week. Do you see them maybe taking that next step and possibly winning this division? Nope. Going with the Ravens. Damn. So Dominic is going to go. If you lost week one, Dominic is picking you to win the division. Uh, so then I guess that means you're going to go with either the Tennessee Titans or the Indianapolis Colts, or maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars, because they all lost week one, because right now the Houston Texans leading that division uh, in the AFC South. Dominic, uh, Tennessee and the Colts are pretty much the two favorites, uh, but neither team really looked all that great week one. Yeah, that that makes it hard for me to choose. But the Texans did play really well. Uh, I'll go the Texans. Texans going to win the division. Who cares if they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars? Fuck it. Uh, then the AFC West, Dominic, definitely not going to be biased here. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Vegas Raiders, uh, Los Angeles Chargers, and the Denver Broncos all are 1-0 at the moment. Then I'm going to go with the 1-0 team. Exactly. But Named which one? The Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh. Because, you know, best quarterback in the league. Best quarterback in the league. We can go a little more in depth when we get to someone's picks later in the show. But uh, then the NFC East got the football team, the Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Philadelphia Eagles. The well, I guess the Cowboys and the Giants both are in last place because they have not won a game yet. And you know what? This probably be a shocker, but I think them Cowboys can win the division. Okay. Okay. Then the NFC North. Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bears, Minnesota Vikings, Detroit Lions. The Packers got absolutely slapped up. Their booty cheeks got totally clapped by King Jameis. Are you still thinking they're one of the better teams in this division in the conference overall? Or is the drama with Aaron Rodgers maybe a little too much? I think the drama is what's going to fucking ruin the Packers this year, which sucks because I was going to pick them in the beginning of the year, but now I'm not. Um. Damn, I don't know who's going to win. If it's not going to be the Packers, it's not going to be the Bears. I'll probably go Minnesota. Okay, Dominic going with an 0-1 team to win the division. Then the NFC South, my New Orleans Saints, the defending champion, Tim Bay Buccaneers, the Carolina Panthers, and the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons, the only team in this division to not win their week one matchup. I think uh, it's safe to say the Bucs are going to ride this one out. Okay. Okay. Then uh, the second, the West teams are the best teams because every team in the NFC West won their week one matchup as the Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, and the 49ers. Dominic, who do you see comes out of probably the best division of football? Seahawks. All right. And then finally, we got the ghost of Dominic picking the Super Bowl, but who does the physical meat form of Dominic pick? in the Super Bowl and to win, because we were going to hold you to this. I have the Bills defeating the Washington football team. Not a great start for your boy, but maybe Dominic, after week one, can have a better pick than me. Um, damn. Who is... I'm going to say the Bucks repeat, or the Bucks return, and we're going to go... think it's going to be a Buccaneer Seahawk Super Bowl. And just in Dominic fashion, he picks two NFC teams to make the Super Bowl. I forgot. (laughs) 
I was hoping this was a bit, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't because I totally just wait. Oh yeah, fuck. God damn it. Uh, okay, so who okay, so who wins the NFC championship game between the Bucks and the Seahawks, Dominic? <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I meant. That's yeah, what I meant. Exactly, exactly. Um the Buccaneers. Okay. Um, we'll go Buccaneers then with you know what? We'll make it a repeat. Bucks and Chiefs. All right, did the Chiefs avenge their loss or did the Buccaneers in Tampa and Tampa Bay repeat and just I think you know. I think Tampa Bay repeats. Oh Dominic just going all chalky. So then let's move on over. It might be week two of the NFL, but it's actually week one of uh Dominic's picks. Bump up dang. Been waiting eight months for this. I understand maybe lung capacity isn't what it could be, but you know, we, you know, we still got 16 more weeks to go. We can get a you know good one in later, but yes, we got week two of the NFL up on tap. Uh, first giants, Washington football team, the football team wins. This was the, uh, the NFC East game to crown all NFC East teams because this was, it was an exciting game. It was also a sloppy game, especially at the end. Uh, I know Dominic didn't watch this because, unfortunately, Xfinity, the Hobson household, does not have NFL Network. You just hate, hate to see it. But uh, the football team gets the win. As I said, I have them, for some godly reason, making the Super Bowl. Uh, the defense was kind of the reason I picked them, thinking it was going to be really strong. Yes, Fitzy went down, which hurts them. Taylor Haneke played well. Uh, but that Washington defense has not been great this season, Dominic. Yeah, and that's why I'm kind of like surprised you picked him to go to the Super Bowl. But I mean, one thing that Washington is known for is shitty defense. So maybe things can get turned around. Hail to the Washington football team. All right, let's get into the actual matchups. We got an AFC East showdown, the Patriots and the New York football Jets. Both of them are 0-1. Mac Jones looked good in his debut. Some costly fumbles. Uh, by Damian Harris cost the Patriots a win against the Dolphins. But even though it was in a loss, I still think the Patriots looked good and Mac Jones looked good. I'm going to go with the Patriots, Dominic. What say you? I mean, it's the Jets, so I'm going to go with the Patriots. All righty, then. Uh, then maybe one of the surprise teams from week one would be the Denver Broncos. Yes, they're playing the Giants, but the Broncos looked good. I, you know, I said in the preview, I think they're going to be a surprise team and a playoff team, but they're going to play well this season. They're taking on another shitty team in the Jacksonville Hagwires. Dominic, do you think now that they're at home, could the Jaguars turn things around or are they just going to be a, a shitty team? Once again, they've lost their last 16 games. I think they're just going to, this whole season's not going to be their season. Uh, not because they're going to play bad, but I feel like they're just going to have those key missed opportunities to score or, you know, like that one, if they, were, <laughs> Oh, thanks. Thanks Oreo. You know, thanks for fucking barking. Didn't miss that shit. Um, key missed opportunities to score. Fuck it. So that means you're going to go with the Broncos. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dom, you your watermelon. Uh, I will go with the Broncos as well. Very similar to the matchup with the Giants. Uh, the Broncos, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, he's, he's good enough. The injury to Jerry Judy is going to hurt them, but this defense of Jacksonville is just not very good. They allowed like pretty much every single running back of the Texans to score on them. And I would assume that is going to happen again with Denver. Then a battle between the Miami dolphins and the Buffalo bills dolphins one to know 
Buffalo 0-1 in. This will be in Miami. Dominic, do you see the Bills having a bounce back game? Or do you think the Dolphins, who who were impressive against the Patriots, continue their strong play to open the season? I mean, the Dolphins were impressive, but I think I think the Bills are just going to play a little bit better than them. So go with the Bills. Um, I'm going to go. I, I know, you know, this is kind of fading my pick already, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins. The Dolphins are playing, you know, decent enough. Yeah, Tua is not exactly lighting the world on fire. Um, the Steelers' defense is still elite, and they were able to lock down the Bills. But I think the the Dolphins' defense is also kind of sneaky good as well. So um, possibly, you know, a little higher scoring. Obviously, I think it's going to be higher scoring than what that Bills uh, Steelers game was last week, but. I'm going to get the Dolphins to start off strong 2-0, but I still got the Bills uh, finishing up. Then uh, one of the better matchups here on the slate, we get the San Francisco 49ers traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. The uh, Giants, not the Giants, the 49ers, come on, get it together, you stupid idiot. Uh, They were very, they're winning massively big up on the Lions, let the Lions creep back into it, almost let them tie the game. But the 49ers able to get the job done. Eagles uh, impressive win against the Falcons. Yes, the Falcons are trash, but as I say, good teams do that to bad teams. Dominic, do you think the Eagles at home could possibly beat the 49ers here? I'm going to say no, and that's just not because I'm a homer, but I'm going to say no just because I feel like uh, I feel like the oddly enough, the Lions are a better team than the Eagles, so if the Niners can beat the, the, the Lions, then, you know, they can beat the Eagles. If you can beat a lion, you can beat a bird. You know what I mean? Exactly. If we're going to go real uh, matchup here, what would win, an eagle or a 49er? I would assume the 49er doesn't have a gun. He just has like a hatchet or whatever 49ers use. I mean, wouldn't it be like a pickaxe? <sighs> sure. But, you know, so. the eagles are fast. Don't want to fuck with a bald eagle. Those things are big and nasty. Yeah, but, I mean, you can catch a bird with your bare hands. Can't catch a 49er with your bare hands. Touche. I'm going to completely disagree with Dominic. I'm actually very impressed with what the Eagles did last uh, last week. Not saying they're you know an elite team by any means, but uh, they're better than the Detroit Lions. I'm going to go with the Eagles here. Jalen Hurts, I believe he is a good quarterback. Maybe not the best in the world, but he is a good quarterback. And the 49ers have historically, uh, you know, not been able to do well against mobile quarterbacks. And I'm going to say the Eagles do that here with Jalen Hurts. Then. Moving on over to the Los Angeles Rams, taking on the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. Uh, Impressive week one for the Rams, debut of Matt Stafford in L.A. Do the Rams keep on chugging against the Colts, which have, I would say, a better defense than the Chicago Bears. They did let Tyler Lockett kind of run all over them. Do you expect that again to happen with the quote-unquote better more explosive offense with the Rams. I'm having trouble breathing, so let's go to the Rams. All right, that's some a great analysis right there, Don. Like that, you can't breathe. Hopefully, he can finish the podcast. Then uh, I got the I got the Rams. I'm I'm very impressed with what the Rams did last week. Uh, the Colts played well. I don't have the highest of expectations for them, but um, that defense of the Rams is going to, I think, suffocate. Oh, bad timing. Sorry, Dominic. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Then moving on to the Las Vegas Raiders coming off a fun, exhilarating, titillating 
stressful win over the Baltimore Ravens last week on Monday Night Football. They take on the Pittsburgh Steelers at Heinz Field, a battle of 1-0 teams. One of the uh, rare, I know we get the Eagles and the 49ers were 1-0 matchup. Uh, thoughts on this? Can the Raiders continue their stretch against the Steelers, against the AFC North, Dominic? Or is all hopes and dreams going to come crashing down? I feel like they have the opportunity to go far under, uh, or to, I feel like they have the opportunity to really embarrass the Steelers, but also <clears throat> I, it, it, last, last week's game, everything that they were doing, I was questioning it, you know, and then, you know, the whole fucking pick at the, you know, it just it killed me. It killed me literally to watch the end of that game. Yeah, they won, but it killed me. Um, so I will still continue to choose my Raiders. But breaking news, Dominic, Josh Jacobs with a toe and ankle is out. Does that affect you in any way? It does not affect me. He didn't really do much in the game. So I mean Kenyon Drake is just as capable as Josh Jacobs. So I will say the Raiders still. I'm going to go still with the Raiders and hope that they get the job done. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Don't love the Steelers offense, but that defense is something else. They're going to, you know, do just enough to beat the Raiders. Now the, the Raiders defense honestly was the more surprising part of week one. I thought it was going to be maybe more the same from last season where the uh, defense was going to be struggling. The offense was going to be able to light it up. Now the offense was good late. I think Brian Edwards is kind of a name to keep at, keep an eye out on because I'm I'm kind of out on Henry Ruggs. I just I don't like him. A wall of the baller. He's wall of the baller. He's going to continue to you know rack up 15 catches for 150 yards every week. So you know he's a lock. Josh Jacobs. I kind of agree with Dominic. He was not very good last week, and if it wasn't for like the two touchdowns his line would look just so much worse. He, I think he rushed for like maybe 40 yards, but he had two touchdowns. So fantasy wise, it kind of saved his day, but uh, much different matchup here, much harder matchup, at least for the defense for offensively for the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Steelers on this one. Then the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Chicago bears, Mr. X be happy, rejoice. They are one and O beating the Minnesota Vikings in overtime kind of similar to the uh, Raider game where it just kind of felt like, Oh, the Bengals are just going to let this one slide. They let Kirk cousins drive down the field, kick the extra, kick the field goal to, uh, to send it overtime. But then the Bengals able to drive it down the field, kick it to win the game. The bears, I think with, with Andy Dolan behind under center, this bears team is just not exactly good enough to like compete for the division. And, you know, make the playoffs. Obviously, if the Packers fall off the cliff, then there's a chance, but I, I don't see that happening. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals here. I like the Bengals. I like their offense, especially the Bears were not very good up against that high-powered offense of the Rams. Now, the Bengals are not the Rams, but they have a lot of talented pass catchers. I mean, Joe Mixon, shout out Joe Mixon, shout out all the Joe Mixon owners out there. He is the highest rusher. He's the leading rusher in the league right now. So, uh I'm going to let the Bengals, Dominic. Do you see the Bengals continuing their winning ways, or do the Bears get off the schneid? I think the Bears get off the schneid. I feel like, you know, not because I have them on my team, but Montgomery is just going to be fucking running the ball down their throats. So I'm going to go with the Bears to finally get that first up of the season. 
Then the Houston Texans, the 1-0 Houston Texans, take on the 0-1 uh, Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Uh, Browns put up a hell of a fight against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Should have won that game, honestly, but the punter dropped the ball in the red zone. And when you drop, you know, a turnover in the red zone, you're just giving the Chiefs seven points. So uh, Browns played well, just not well enough to beat the Chiefs. I got the Browns winning this one. Uh, probably convincingly, yes, the Texans got that win, but it was against Jacksonville. Those are still the Texans of Jacksonville with two of the worst teams in the league. I got the Browns. Dominic, who do you got? I think I'm going to go with the Browns as well. I just feel like, you know, I kind of, kind of to go off what you said, they, they had, they could, they played well enough to beat the chiefs, but you know, key turnovers. So I think, I think the Browns are going to win this week. Then the new Orleans saints led by King Jameis five touchdowns last week, taking on the Carolina Panthers, both teams, one and oh, a division matchup. Uh, this should be a good game. You know, I, I'm kind of high on the Panthers saying they're going to maybe uh, flirt with a playoff spot. But the the Saints, very impressive last week. Defense, I think the defense is always going to be there. It's just a question of what that offense would look like. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say James is going to throw five touchdowns again. I want to see the offense be a little bit more balanced. It, you know, it is kind of weird saying that a game against the Panthers is going to be more evenly matched than a game against the Packers, but the that Packers just, they did not look good. No one really played well last week. So uh, the Panthers are going to play better than what the Packers did last week, but still I got the saints uh, beating the Carolina, but it's gonna be a fun, close game. I'll, I'll be nice and go with your King Jameis, Jameis Winston. I'll go with the saints. Then the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Arizona is lit up. Ten, uh, the Tennessee Titans last week. Vikings also kind of lit up the uh, Bengals, but they just were on the wrong end of the overtime. Uh, Dalvin Cook, not exactly Dalvin Cook, but uh, maybe he's going to try to you know bounce back against uh, the Cardinals. But uh, Arizona, you know, made a statement week one. Uh, Chandler Jones, right? Chandler Jones, one of the Joneses, one of the Joneses. Uh, Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones. He had a sack. He had five sacks and a quarter. I believe last week. So that defense, uh, maybe a little bit better than what people expect. Dominic, what are you seeing here from two, I think, bubble playoff teams? Minnesota is going to fucking just have Dalvin Cook run it down their throat. And uh, the wide receiver guy that I picked is going to get like seven catches, like 800 yards. Uh, that would be Adam Thielen. So, yes, last year I was on the Dalvin Cook bandwagon. And now this year, Dominic is on the Dalvin Cook bandwagon going state. All right. Well, no, that's a completely different division. You fucking idiot. The Atlanta Falcons taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Falcons sort of got slaughtered against the uh, Eagles last week. I would assume it's going to be more of the same here. It is at home. Uh, Tampa Bay is at home. That is. It's going to be more the same. Tampa Bay it's, is it's just Tampa Bay. Come on. I don't, I don't R- R- I'm not R- going to R- let you finish. It's Tampa Bay. We're going to go with Tampa Bay. Lock of the week. There you go. Then the Seattle Seagulls take on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Seagulls looked good last week. Titans did not. Dominic, thoughts? Huh? What? What? Huh? Seagulls and Titans. Seagulls. All right. Um, I'm going to go Seagulls as well. Then a fun, fun game here. Probably a shootout, maybe the highest scoring game of the week. Uh, This is definitely the one I'm going to keep my eye on for fantasy and real football reasons, because maybe your boys are going to throw down some money on some uh, some games this week. The Cowboys taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. This is going to be in 
SoFi Stadium. Chargers, Cowboys, two explosive offenses. Would not be shocked if this game goes north of 60, but Dominic, who is going to be the winner of this game? It's a good question, Brandon. You know, all my life I've been waiting for a question like this. And I'm going to go, oddly enough, with the Chargers. Justin Herbert is my man. And I'm going to go with the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? I was very impressed. Well, not very impressed, but I thought the defense played much better, especially against the Tampa Bay offense than what I expected them to. Trayvon Diggs, uh, he he played well, probably the bright spot of that defense. Now, Demarcus Lawrence is not going to be playing, which does hurt them. But as I said, it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a lot of points scored. And I think overall, even without Michael Gallup, I have more faith in the Cowboys than the Chargers. Then uh, Sunday night matchup, another fun one here. We get the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. A, maybe a lot of people could have thought this was an AFC championship preview, but the Ravens lose week one against the Raiders. Pretty much their entire running back room goes down. Marcus Peters tears his ACL. Thoughts kind of where the Ravens stand and how big of a kind of statement is this game for them? I mean, if I mean, people, you know, later in the season will say, like, oh, this is a must win game. This is a must win game for them. If you can't get past the Chiefs, I don't th- I, I mean, if yeah, baseball, I mean, I don't think a lot of people can get past the Chiefs, but if you can't get past the Chiefs or you can't put up a good enough fight, to where you can even have a chance of winning your season is done for. I think they're getting um, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I think he gets to play. And, um, you know, yeah, you lose a lot of key players. But, you know, for them to do what they did in, in Las Vegas was great. But this is a must-win game for them. And I don't think they're going to win. Yeah, I got, I got the Chiefs as well. Chiefs, they just kind of picked up right where they left off. Now, the defense is a question mark, but uh, that Ravens offense is not exactly what it, what it was, you know, what it's been in the past, but Lamar is still Lamar. I think he's going to get his, but the chiefs will just be too much for the Ravens. Then going to the final game, the Detroit lions taking on the green Bay Packers, both teams looking for the first win of the season. We've kind of already buried the Packers, but I got the Packers winning big here. Statement win for Aaron Rodgers. It's kind of what he does after everyone kind of doubts him and questions him. He's going to come out, throw three, four touchdowns for 380 yards and just step on the Lions' throats. And I think I'll, I'll, I'll page. I'll go with the Lions. I think Jared Goff gets everything going and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see a good Detroit Lions. Okay. We're not uh, keeping track of the picks this year. It's just way too much, but uh, – yeah, that was fun. We 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 got some uh, some differentiating picks. So uh, hopefully everyone has fun, and maybe you know we'll uh, I'll throw some money down. I'll give everyone an update and see if I can finally win. Even though you know I, I don't think I have won a bet, at least a parlay. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Let's. Uh, that is it for the sports, everybody. Let's move on over to the fan mail segment, otherwise known as. Two weeks of Mr. X's questions of the week. Bum bum, no friends. So just Mr. X and as as Dominic said, <laughs> he's uh, he's been saving it up. We didn't we didn't get to Mr. X's questions last week, Dominic. If you would want to send me some questions, you know I could take a little burden off you. I could read some of them. You know I read some of Mr. X's questions on the Bullet Cast last uh, yesterday. So 
Uh, let's get into it. Let's start with last week's questions. Hopefully they're not too dated, but we're still going to answer them. Well, the first one's dated because it was somebody's birthday. And I said, first off, happy birthday to Mr. Joey Votto. I'm actually a few months older than he is. Represent us older guys pretty well. Happy birthday, Joey. He still banks. Hey, uh, can you give me like, uh, well, here, I'm going to send you the questions for this week. You need to read them. I got to go do something real quick, Brandon. So, God damn it. hang on. I'm going to send them to you, buddy. You're, you're a good guy, Brandon. Okay. Is this going to take a long time? Should I just hit the no. pause button? Okay. Oh, I mean, yeah, we, you can, if you can pause it for like two minutes, I can do it. Oh, I mean, I can do it too, but you know, Wait, whatever, you, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send them. I'll, I'll send them. I mean, Dominic, what are you doing? You're being a slut, Brandon. Oh, I'm being a slut? Yeah. Yeah. I might have sent them backwards. I did. Shit. Second picture than the first one. I'll be right back. Well, I mean, I could definitely see the... That's okay. All right. So while Dominic does whatever the hell he's going to do, we're going to read off Mr. X's questions. Uh, Maybe we'll just read off the entire email. Take them one at a time so yes he uh, wishes joey vado a happy happy birthday uh did we learn anything at all about the bucks and the cowboys in their game last night now we already kind of talked about this well you know we're just going to take them all at a time dominic could answer next week's questions uh so did we learn anything from the bucks and cowboys game last night i would say yes it's always it's week one you never want to you know, put too much stock into a week. But as I said, I like the, I was kind of impressed to see what the Cowboys off uh, defensively did. Yeah. They gave up a lot of points, but uh, they were able to create some turnovers. Some of the turnovers were kind of the bucks fault, like with the one that hit off of uh, Leonard Fournette's face, but overall uh, good for the Cowboys bucks. Um, I don't know if we really learned too, too much for them. I mean, the defense, maybe the playbook is out that you need to spread it out and just throw the ball 70 times a day, like what Dak did. But Antonio Brown, he was a bright spot. He, I forget exactly if he led the team or was second in the team in rushing or in uh, receiving, but Antonio Brown has been very playing very, very well as of late, you know, dating back to the end of last season with Tom Brady. Uh, then what team would be the best fit for Cam Newton now? I don't know uh, what exactly Cam is looking for. If he's just looking for anything or if he's trying to, you know, just find a team, I, you know, I don't know what Cam Newton is thinking of, but I think we said this maybe points and doings, maybe last week that uh, Cam is kind of like the 33rd quarterback. He's definitely, I think better than, you know, most of the backups in the league at the moment, but the best fit. I mean, I think Houston Now they have Deshaun Watson. I don't even know if he's going to play at all, but you know, Tyrod Taylor mobile quarterback. I think Tyrod is probably a better passer than cam at this point in his career, but I, you know, I don't see cam stepping into one of the potential playoff teams. And if someone were to go down, he would be the guy to step in. I mean, maybe like Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh is like a real heavy run, you know, quick throw type of offense. So maybe if I'm going like one of the higher end teams, possibly Pittsburgh, but yeah, I, I don't really know because Cam, his skill set is like so particular because he's, he's such. Okay, I'm Dominic. I'm not gonna be honest for a second. You kind of scared the fuck out of me right there. 
the ghost weird. of Christmas past. Yes, the ghost of Dominic returns. So Dominic thoughts on a uh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. I mean, you said he's trash, but do you see him playing at all this year? I mean, didn't he sign with uh, the not the Jets? And they signed with somebody. I'm pretty sure he hasn't signed anywhere, Dominic. I think I would have seen that. Oh well, no. I think he'll take the season off, and you know he'll probably go play in the XFL or something. Yes, because the XFL is coming back, baby. Uh, then we got the wrestling questions. I don't know if you want to read his sports questions from this week. And we can just combine all the wrestling questions into one, Dominic. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. So we'll do that. So this week he starts with hi there. Howdy. Why am I always surprised when the Reds do this to me? That That's the question. You know, it's, it's the same thing. We got the A's over here. The Reds, you know, it's kind of similar, you know. A's won in 89, Reds beat the A's in 90, so almost have kind of the same drought going. So, Mr. X, I understand what your plight is. Now, the A's maybe be a little worse because no shots fired, but they've made the playoffs a little bit more than the Reds lately, and they just keep losing. So, yeah, I mean, I you know, we're trying to stay positive. They're, I mean, technically, they're closer to a playoff spot than the A's are. So, go Reds. You guys got this. Overtake the Cardinals. Forget my predictions. Go red legs. I mean, I feel like they had a chance, had a good chance, big chance, and they blew the chance. And just like the A's, you get all excited, all worked up. You get all, ah, and then you're weeping like a little baby. And then someone steals your cooler. So full of beer. Yes, full of beer. Speaking of cooler, full of beer, Dominic, what are you guys doing on Saturday? Can we, are we going to be able to play video games this weekend? Uh, maybe. You know, someone works for the cartel now, aka mattress firms. So I don't know what what his schedule looks like, but you know, I'm pretty free this weekend. Wait, he quit? Yeah, he's like, "Fuck you, Amazon. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. Suck my dick." Good bitch. for him. Good for him. This was like three weeks ago, but you know, you're going through some things. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, He's in peace. Uh, what was I? Oh, next question. Da-na-na, da-na-na. Were there any teams that surprised you by how they played after week one of the NFL season? Yeah. The Raiders. I was surprised they even won that game. I was expecting them to get blown out and they were getting blown out and they came back and then they fucking gave me a heart attack in that overtime. So good job. And if we're going to stay with homers, I would say the Saints. Now, I think this might be more bad Packers than good Saints, but, I mean, goddamn, Saints look fucking fantastic last week. And I, I watched that game because I had nothing better to do. Actually, a lot. You know, this is the first time ever in my life I think I watched, like, every game that was on my, you know, in my whatever, packaged, whatever you want to call it. And nice package. Uh, it is. Were you able to watch Reds? Do you get Red Zone over there, Dominic? No. I mean, I have to pay for it. Damn. But um, but yeah, I watched that game and I was like, oh my God. I was like, I did not expect Jameis to do this at all. So I'm not gonna, I'm not chalking it up to Jameis being good. I'm chalking it up, like you said, the Packers being bad. And maybe on the opposite end, yeah, the Packers are bad, but I think the Titans were pretty bad as well. I did not expect them to just get fucking 
well, clapped up by like the half, Cardinals. There's half the team on COVID or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, not like the start. I mean, they were on COVID. They came back, but, oh. but still. Uh, speaking of COVID, the the Saints have a little COVID issue with the coaches, but it doesn't speaking look like it's going to affect Dominic's the players. Chest hurts still. Damn, Dominic. It's okay. We're gonna get through this together, buddy. Okay. Okay. Any more sports questions, for Mr. Yeah. X? Okay. How well do you think Grant Hill will do as the new managing director for Team USA Basketball? Also, who do you think will be his pick for the new head coach? Uh, well, I don't know what exactly that entails. So good for Grant Hill. Hopefully he does well. Uh, if we're going a new head coach, no uh, Coach K, no Greg Popovich. Phil Jackson. Mm, Mark Jackson. Ugh, Mama, there goes that man. Maybe Steve Kerr. I mean, Steve Kerr, you know, off the Greg Popovich train. You know, he has some health issues, too, so I don't know exactly if he would want to take that on. But Steve Kerr kind of seems like someone, maybe even, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I, why am I blanking on the Heat the Heat's coach's name? Oh, um, not um, Steven Spoltra, whatever, or that guy. Is it Mark? Sp- no, not Mark. God damn it. Eric. Eric Spoltra. Thank you, Dominic. Thank there you. There we thank go. You, thank you. Thank you. We see we work at We work out together. We work out. I, I mean, maybe I'll yeah, work out today. I haven't done it. You know, I keep telling myself, oh, you know, after this week is when I go back to the gym. And then that never happens. You know, oh, they have 24-hour gym service at the hotel in Chicago. I'm definitely going to go to the gym. And then next thing you know, you know, eh, that doesn't happen. You're crying your sorrows away with ice cream. I uh, know ice cream. I did have Duncan. I had Duncan for the first time in Chicago, Dominic. It is trash. Hot garbage. Really? You don't like Dunkin' Donuts? I mean, they have the donuts. I'm talking about the coffee, but hot I garbage. Had, uh, their their breakfast sandwiches are really good. That's what you should have had. She got like a. I had a. I had one of their croissant. The croissant. The croissant was not that bad. I did like the croissant. Good. 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 Yes. Yes. Anyways, that's it for the sports. Um, All right. So let's one, get on two, into the three. wrestling question. I get to go first. I'm ready to do this in order. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So. Going on to the wrestling questions, what do you think of these reports that if Adam Cole were to go to the main roster, he'd get his last name changed? So I guess people wouldn't confuse him with Michael Cole because that definitely would have happened, and he would be Keith Lee's manager, like Leo Rush was to Lashley. Well, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna forget everything I know for a second and say that uh, you know if he is to do that or they are to do that, they are ruining one of the best wrestlers in the world. So with that being said, maybe he should just go to AEW. I know. Maybe, 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 but uh, Cole kind of did shoot down or maybe he just kind of said that that was an idea that they had. Not exactly. That was what they were going to do with him in terms of being uh, the Leo rush to Keith Lee's Lashley. But yeah, I mean, when we talked about him going or his contract being up, I always just said, just go to AEW. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. I don't think he, as well as he was utilized that one night when everyone was held hostage in Saudi Arabia, I don't think he would have been used like that long term. It's one of those things where, you know, they, Vince has his shiny new toy for two months and then he just forgets about it, which we can just, yeah, but I think also, I know Vince has a lot to do with it, but I think if given the chance, having, a storyline with Seth Rollins would have been great. Having a storyline with Edge would have been great. Having a storyline with Randy Orton would have been great. Matt Riddle would have been great. Um, you know, 
uh, Ricochet would have been great. Like you, you could have developed storylines and, you know, had not, not these dream matches, but, you know, matches that people would love to see, but they took that away from us. Yes. Yes, they did. Then moving on, is the PWI ranking system really necessary? Unless there are certain parameters that must be met, isn't this like most lists subjective? Or could they possibly do this to spark conversation amongst fans? So yes, PWI, the top 10 came out. It has uh, Kenny Omega standing in the top with Roman Reigns and just, you know, kind of the, uh, you know, the list of characters you'd expect. Lashley, Shingo, I think Will Ospreay, Kota Ibushi are in there as well. But uh, Drew Mac- maybe Drew McIntyre's in there? I don't know. As you can tell, I don't really pay too much attention to the PWI system. You know, it's a kayfabe list. I don't put too much stock into it. I don't, you know, people can get triggered if they want, but it's just, it's kind of a marketing. It's kind of a gimmick. I don't get uh, too triggered by it, Dominic. What about you? Uh, I don't really, I mean, I don't pay attention to anything. So, you know, what? what's, I mean, I, I will say, as much as I don't want to say it, Kenny Omega probably is number one just because I feel like he's the most spoken about wrestler at the moment. But, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't really pay attention. All right. Then uh, out of the newest additions in AEW, who do you think will win the title first? Malachi Black, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, or Ruby Soho? I think Ruby Soho will be a women's champion before any of those other guys. So I'll give it to Ruby. I think if we're going to put odds on it, maybe Danielson would have the best just because he's in the feud right now with Omega. But I think I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with Ruby. I'm not like you have the long title run with Kenny. You have, you know, something with uh, Miro. Yes, Brit is super over and popular, but people like Ruby Soho as well. And I think you give her the title for maybe not a cup of coffee, but you can have her run with it for a little bit. Maybe Brit gets it back. You can do the thing with Thunder Rosa because it's not, like, yeah, the Thunder Rosa Brit Baker thing is out there. You don't need to have the title on it, but you also don't need to have Brit hold it for, you know, 10 months. And then Thunder Rosa takes it off for like what they're probably going to do with Hangman and Kenny. Yeah. And that's. I'm not saying that's bad, but it's just it's like I much rather have that that storyline with Britt and Thunder Rosa without the title. Like you said, you can have Ruby have it and defend it a few times, and then you know the winner of that feud can challenge Ruby and beat Ruby. Then on a personal note, Mr. X's personal note, because he was in Cincinnati last week for AW Dynamite and Rampage. Uh, he said, was- "Welcome, you didn't hit him up and hang out and be cool." Yeah, I'm sorry because. The Bay Area is miles away from Cincinnati. Uh, but on a personal note, I was pissed that I didn't get to yell out Kaze Ninare during Suzuki's entrance. I mentioned this when I posted the video of the entrance online. This was one of my pro wrestling bucket lists that I thought I was going to be able to cross off. I was even imagining how cool it would be. And it was taken away from me. Yes, Mr. X, I understand. You know, uh, Dominic technically was able to do it when we went to the Cow Palace, but he didn't know what the fuck was going on. And, uh, uh, but fuck you, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this, the Suzuki incident was a a big thing. And I even, you know, I was watching it and 
you know, I was like, really, they're just not going to have him do the thing, especially because they have like the big old lead up to it. And then you're just going to cut it off right before the climax. You're just going to fucking honey dick them like that. Like, come on, people. Sure. Exactly. Uh, then lastly, just a quick story. During Brian Danielson's promo with Kenny, one person out of the entire crowd just behind where I was screamed out at the top of his lungs, go back to WWE, Daniel Bryan. It was weird and how it wasn't picked up on the broadcast. I don't know. And several people around me told him to shut the fuck up. So there you go. A little personal antidote there for Mr. X. And yes, that person should shut the fuck up. Do you think that person might have been a little inebriated? And that's why he yelled what he yelled? Maybe. I mean, but from the two... AEW shows I've been to normally the fans are like really respectful and you know they're not they're not like that expect you know except for the one person who chanted we want Tessa then half the building said no we don't but um yeah I would like to ask Mr. S a little bit more context on what exactly was going on but if it was just some random dude just randomly yelling it out then maybe he's an idiot or show me the toes yeah maybe he's just you know trying to get himself over and when he tried to get himself over everyone just boot him out the building Exactly. All right, let's get on to this week's wrestling questions. This week's wrestling questions. Watching NXT now, uh, I'm sorry, NXT 2.0 makes me frustrated. I've said this before. It feels like they gave up on what NXT was supposed to be. If they wanted a refresh, they could have gotten rid of the fancy logo with the skulls and wings and gone back to the simple black and yellow logo like the early days of NXT. I don't know. What do you think? Also, how well do you think Samoa will fit into this new iteration? So the logo and the revamp. Well, I mean, okay, just the logo itself. We've talked about it. I'm not the biggest fan of it. It looks like Nickelodeon. Yeah. It looks very childish. It is. Not, not, yeah, not a fan. Now, Samoa Joe being a part of it going forward. I, I mean, I don't know. He had to relinquish the title. He said it wasn't a sh- uh, long-term thing, but it must be long enough that they decided to take the title off of him. But um, I guess we can just get into it now, Donald. What were your thoughts? Not, not on the show, because we're talking about the show, but kind of the overall aesthetic, the revamp, the look, and yada, yada, yada of NXT. It felt fruity. Like, it was... Not in a homophobic way. Definitely not, no. But, like, it felt like it was... It felt like it was MTV pushing their new agenda on the rock and roll lifestyle, if that makes sense. Yeah, man. We're just trying to be metal and just live our lives and just fucking. Yeah. It's like, it was like like punk drugs and fuck the rats and stuff. Make the next punk rock and MTV comes along. They're like, yeah, we're going to go with the backstreet boys and Madonna. Now it's like, what the fuck is this? That's what I felt like to me. The state. I like the stage. Now, I said I don't like the colors, but I do like the stage. The stage looks cool. The, uh, I don't know what you would call it, the stands was a different type of setup, but I, I didn't like how light it was, like in terms of like the actual lighting. Like it was super duper lit up. I, I don't exactly like that with the wrestling, especially when it's in like a, a small venue like that. Like you can see the walls and everything of that nature. I wish it was like a little bit darker. Like when WWE did the uh, all women's show, it was so much different. It was like almost seemed like a house show kind of because of the stage and everything. But I liked how dark it was. And I think, you know, there, there's aspects I like to the NXT 
presentation, but there's things I didn't like. I also hated the swiveling camera. Kevin Dunn was there and you could just tell like normally when it comes to like the camera cuts, I am not that aware of it, but like on this show I was, and it was kind of getting me a little nauseous, just the swift, like it was never like a camera that just stood still and just focused on the action for like five seconds, except for on the wedding. I feel like you blame Sean Michaels for that because he technically was in charge of it. So God damn it, Sean. It's a goddamn lazy eye. He can't keep focusing on anything. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Um, Could this Grand Slam event at Arthur Ashe Stadium become an annual occurrence for AEW? It could be. I mean, big, big market in New York, big venue. I mean, you know, medium to large side venue, like 20 plus thousand. Would it be their Saudi Arabia? Uh, no, because they're not taking blood money from the state of New York. I mean, it's New York, though. A lot of the gangs. Yeah, because, you know, over here in California, we don't have a gang problem at all. We, we don't. But yeah, I think this could be a, a big time. It feels like a big time event. It's almost like a, a pay-per-view. It's kind of like a uh, well, like a clash of champions, something of that nature. So um, I'm excited to see what they do on, on Wednesday. I don't, I'm not going to say they're going to beat Raw in the ratings, but in the key demos that they've barely beat them these past couple weeks, I think they're going to clearly beat them this week. So we'll wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. All right. Biggie has said that the New Day will never be split up again. Is he right? Or will the latest draft see them part ways yet again? I won't be shocked if they split them up, especially with the Usos over there kind of, you know, running rampant with the tag team titles. They need some fresh opponents. I wouldn't be shocked if you put uh, Kofi and Xavier over there. But um, in terms of like break up, break up, like a heel turn, they've always no. said they never want to do that. So no. I would assume that is not going to happen. I mean, you you can have, you know, split up teams on different brands and, you know, have run-ins or you can do stuff like that just because they're not together doesn't mean they're not together. So. Yeah, just like we weren't together for the last two weeks, three weeks, but we were still together. Yeah, in spirit. Yeah. yeah. Even though, you know. So, side note, we were going to hit you up to see if you could bring us chips, like, the second day I was home because me and Mary were craving chips. And I was like, nah, Brandon won't go get me chips. He doesn't love me enough like that. So, we had to call Brian, and Brian brought us three bags of chips. Damn. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for Brian, you wouldn't be in the situation. <clears throat> Oof, Damn. God damn. Oof. God damn. From the top rope. Jesus. Anyways, last but not least. When you mentioned Gigi Dolan's music on the BC yesterday. Whoa. Whoa. I don't know if I can finish this question. But I know I'll power through it. I'll power through it. When you mentioned Gigi Dolan's music on the BC yesterday. I don't know if I ever mentioned, but 20 years ago. Some friends and I actually performed Marilyn Manson's versions of Sweet Dreams as part of a high school senior class variety show with myself on bass. Rock on Mr. X. Saw, saw, oh, bass. I mean, we got a, we got a drummer. We got a bassist. What are you? What do you, what do you bring to the table, Brandon? I'm I'm the roadie. Roadhead? Yep. Nice. I'm just there to give out the roadhead. But uh, saw Marilyn Manson in concert or at a, at Aftershock before we got canceled. Quite fun. I was able to sell just, I was a single writer. 
So I was able to kind of just like swivel my way like up to the front and be, you know, pretty close. He started screaming, touch me, touch me. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, you are weird. Yeah. All right, let's get over. Let's get this wrestling shit over with because, you know, your boy is like needing to take a nap. I think he I'm, this is taking a lot out of me. We appreciate you, Dominic. Uh, uh, just some quick, quick news, real, real quick, 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 quick. Uh, Johnny Gargano, his contract apparently is up in January. Uh, the dirt sheets also say that Sami Zayn's contract might be up in uh, December. We talked about this last week. Uh, that also Kevin Owens' contract apparently is up in January. So a lot of big name talents' contracts are coming up due at the end of the year. Uh, Dominic, thoughts on uh, all three? Would you pick one over the other? Want all of them? What do you think? I would take all three of them again. Um, Gargano definitely being called up and being utilized as the star he can be. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens both being utilized as the stars they are and getting what they deserve, especially Sami Zayn. I feel like Kevin Owens, yeah, he's held the title for, you know, not, you know, that long. But Sami Zayn definitely deserves a title run and be it a face or a heel. I think it'd be better as a heel, but he definitely deserves it. So Kevin Owens, I, Kevin Owens is like, I love him so much. I think he could have been so much used more in WWE. Now it just is going to come down to contracts and all this other bullshit. I mean, I would say if I'm going to pick any one of them for AEW to snag, I would snag Kevin. I just think Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen is such a, a talent and he's very similar to Adam Cole in terms of he can be the top heel or the top baby face of that company. Johnny Gargano. I, I mean, both him and Sami Zayn are like one of the best baby faces like of this generation, but I just don't know if Gargano, I see, just see him like getting lost in the shuffle. If he were to go to AEW and he's way too small for WWE, as much as I love him, I just don't see him doing too much. Sami Zayn, he's got a nice land for him in WWE like as a, a whiny complaining heel. So, so maybe, you know, he can go down that route, but if he wants to not even just go to AEW, he just wants to go back on the indie scene, whether, you know, El Generico leaves the orphanage from Tijuana and comes back or if whatever Sami Zayn wants to do on the indie scene as himself uh, would be fine. But if I'm AEW, definitely I'm snagging Kevin Owens. I think it was Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Johnny Gargano, but I love all three of them. Yeah. Well, I don't want any of them to leave. I feel like the more I, and, and maybe you feel different, maybe you feel the same. I feel like the more these people are leaving to go to AEW, it hurts all the other people in AEW. And then where does that leave them? So hopefully they stay. All right, let's get on into NXT 2.0. We already talked about the whole revamp and the look of it. Uh, we get Braun Breaker, not Rick Rex Steiner, which is a suitable name. He has, the early 90s Steiner singlet. He has uh, a siren to begin his theme song. And we got Vic Joseph calling him like a dog face, whatever. So definitely not hiding the Steiner lineage, but yet they're just going to completely throw that out the window and give him a stupid ass name like Braun Breaker. Dominic, thoughts on the name? And he also beats LA Knight in the opener. Braun Breaker. He can't fix. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I kind of don't like the name. And. You know, I feel like uh, uh, the Steiner name's kind of tarnished in WWE, so you probably don't want to use it. Then we get Imperium taking on Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Imperium gets the win here, but 
uh, Briggs and Brooks were the baby faces in this match, but the crowd uh, vehemently turned on them. I mean, this was kind of a, a theme throughout the show. We got a lot of fresh talent, a lot of new faces, which is kind of what we expected. What the rumors were on the internet that it was going to be a lot of fresh faces. And uh, this was one of the ones that the crowd did not like. They were definitely behind Imperium in this match and Imperium gets the win. And Imperium should get the win, right? I mean, they're a badass team. Yeah, but you never know. Then we get uh, B-Fab taking on Katrina, and B-Fab gets the win. She did not do much in this match, but what she did do did not look very good. Uh, then they continue the hit row Legado del Fantasma feud, which, you know, the, the face-off, the kind of trash talk back and forth was a billion times better than the actual match. And that's usually what happens with these shitty-ass factions. Yeah. Then we get uh, Gigi, JC, and Mandy, who is now brunette, Dominic. Major news. I mean, I don't know how we I, I, I saw. I saw. I saw the brunette. I saw the brunette. I saw it. Um, you know, did not did not tickle me. Um. Okay, they defeated uh, Casey Kanzar, the underrated Caden Carter, and Saray. So, um, Dominic, uh, thoughts on the on the trio of GGJC and Mandy? I know uh, Mandy's haircut, her hairdo did not tickle you, but uh, does this trio I, It doesn't you? fit her. It doesn't fit her. I'm sorry. I mean... Even though that's her natural color. It doesn't fit her. She's She looks better as a blonde. And I'm not trying to, to sexualize or anything. I just, I just think she looks better as a blonde. The brunette doesn't... It doesn't... She's just going full Tristratus now, because Tristratus has her brunette phase, and now Mandy's having a brunette phase. But but it fit with Trish. It didn't fit. It doesn't fit with her. Anyways, anyways, uh, we get Rich Holland in a squash match over uh, Drake Maverick. People love Drake, but uh, this is kind of just what he's. Yeah, we kind of wish he got a hope spot in, but uh, Ridge definitely builded him up, and he gets the dub ski here. Yeah, well, love Drake. Sorry, Drake. Sorry. Uh, peace and peace. Uh, Drake or Kanye Dominic. Metallica. Uh, we get the Creed Brothers, another squash match here. We didn't, you didn't talk about them last week, Dominic, but uh, your thoughts on the Creed Brothers, the newest members of the Diamond Mind. I think uh, they have very entertaining squash matches. They're, they're fun to watch, just kill people. And then Malcolm Bivens cuts a promo and they introduce a, a new member to the Diamond Mind, female. Cannot remember what her name is, but uh, she looked intimidating. She's, a, she's ripped, she's shredded. I don't even know what the fuck Diamond Mind is. Is that the thing with Roderick Strong? Good job, Dominic. Way to watch product. I don't. I don't watch NXT, especially this new bullshit. Okay, I. I. I'm what you call a vintage fan. I don't like old stuff. That's okay. Come on, Dominic. You had to pull a, a me like on the other podcast where Mister X don't don't tattle don't tattle on me now that uh, I don't watch like Raw or SmackDown. Be nice to talk about it. Well, I mean that's what I always do, but I don't give a good enough. A- opinions and you'd make fun of well, me you, and... ju- you just have to play it off just don't question anything just say it with your chest and if i question you on something which i might then you know just say like ah who cares okay okay okay, okay. let's go to the next one i'll try it i'll try it okay <clears throat> uh fatal four-way match we had originally uh kyle riley supposed to be in the match but he gets laid out and we get von breaker or not von breaker von wagner thrown into the mix uh we get champa uh pete dune and LA Knight with Von Wagner. People were very scared, I think, in the crowd that Von Wagner was going to get the win here. Just, you know, go straight to the moon with the new guys. But no, 
Tommaso Ciampa gets the win, beats LA Knight to get Goldie back 900 plus days. Ciampa gets the win. Dominic, thoughts on the match that you definitely did watch and the fact that Ciampa is now the NXT champion. Still yeah, well, sticking you know, with the old heads. Th- th- this Von, Von Wagner guy, man, he's a he's a he's a he's a beast. He's a beast. He should have won. But you know, Ciampa gets Goldie back after 900 plus days. And you know, just uh it was a great sight to see. LA Knight put up a good fight. Uh Pete Dune put up a good fight, but you know, just Ciampa couldn't Ciampa got the job done. Great analysis, great analysis, Dominic. Uh, Ciampa getting the win. Um it, it was like on a meta level, I think the right move, just because I think people really thought uh, Br- Wagner was going to win, but he didn't keep it with Champa. And whatever their long term plan was with Samoa Joe, I think it works with Champa as well. So, you know, just plug in place with Champa. He's pretty much a replacement for Samoa Joe. And whatever they have going on in the future, they will do with Champa. Uh, they also did have a little segment at the very end of NXT to close it where Bra- uh, Braun Breaker had a little showdown, a little face-off with Tommaso Ciampa. Do you see that being the thing going forward, or is it just kind of like a, I don't know what you call it, like a, a, a metaphor for the old school against the new school in NXT? I can see where you can see the metaphor. I could see it kind of being like, you're, you know, this is, you know, the last run of the... How many times we have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I can see it happening. Um, but also, you know, they're, they're probably just putting their chips, all their chips in a basket of, with Braun Breaker and, you know, just going to, you know, go with him. Then finally, we had the wedding of Index. Uh, we get Index getting married, a lot of shenanigans, and the big pop, biggest pop of the week was uh, Dexter Lewis actually saying the words, I do. A lot of shenanigans going on, but at the end of the day, it was a successful wedding, Dominic, and I thought it was a lot of fun. You actually think something was fun? Yeah, why not? You know, love weddings. You know, Candace with their beautiful little baby bump. Shout out having a baby boy. Slut. So great. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You fucking take that back. Did anybody ask Joey Ryan if it's his or not? You're canceled. I try. You're canceled. Uh, any thoughts on this wedding that you definitely did watch? I mean, good for them. My wedding is going to be a lot better. Uh, any? Uh, can we get an inside scoop on when this wedding is going to be? Let's just say uh, there's going to be a certain rapper performing at my wedding named John Cena. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you would have uh, Johnny Roca, a claimed rapper, perform at your wedding. Who? j Who? Friend of Trapped to Hell in Points Who? 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 All right, let's get on over to Dynamite. We're going to close it out. We get Adam Cole, baby, in his AEW in-ring debut, defeating Frankie Kazarian. He uh, gets the win. Good, fun matchup between these two guys. Cole gets the win, as he should. Get a little story time with Adam Cole, baby. And they set up a trios match between the Super Click and Jurassic Express Cone, Christian Cage. Well, I can just say Adam Cole. I'm happy he's in AEW. I'm mad he's not in NXT or WWE. But what a match. What a fucking match. Then 
we get an MJF promo and he does more of the same with Brian Pillman. He talks to Brian Pillman senior. He looks down at hell insinuating that Brian Pillman senior is in hell. If you didn't get the reference, but um, once again, MJF leaning very, very heavily uh, into this type of heat thoughts. Do you think it's too much? Is it kind of cheap? It's always too fucking much to, I mean, you know, unless you're talking about a terrible person, not going to name any names, but um, it's always too much to, to do that kind of stuff. You, you, you can allude to it, but don't look down thinking he's, you know I mean? It's like, come on, dude, it's a little fucked up. And that's, that's one, that's the only thing I don't like about AMJF is he takes everything so far. And I know that's what he's supposed to do, but I just, that's kind of stuff doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, I think we've kind of seen a few times that MJF does take it a little too far and it kind of goes from, I'm not going to say cheap heat, but it just kind of gets uncomfortable because he's saying it. And I mean, I assume everything is kind of cleared beforehand, but we've seen with like the Max Caster incident. Maybe maybe it's not. And then, I mean, we haven't heard any repercussions for MJF, but um, yeah, it, you know, wasn't, it was definitely more of the same compared to what he did last week in Cincinnati, but they're going to have their match. Uh, in new york and it's going to be over uh we get a Jurassic express and christian cage promo backstage christian just throwing all the shots at uh, the super click and adam cole saying that he was in developmental and he's already lost the wednesday night wars um you know thoughts on this christian just throwing shade all over the place and if if, if christian and cole go face to face i'm pretty sure the new york crowd is going to cheer cole but i think it's gonna be all well and fine and dandy because christian's going to turn heel sooner rather than later right uh yeah bro. Uh, mm. i don't know i i think he will but i doubt it actually okay then uh, we get a ftr match against dante martin and matt seidel uh, you know solid match between some some grounded people and some high flyers uh, ftr getting the win Nothing really to speak of here. Then Malachi Black makes his uh, makes his entrance, and he has a stare down with Rosario Dawson. Dawson, you know, climbs on Black's uh, back and tries to choke him out. And then Cody, for some reason, walks down the the whatever the stands because he was ordering a hot dog or something. I don't fucking know. And they uh, go into a big old brawl. So after Cody's been gone for weeks or months, he just pops up, and they're gonna have the match next week. I mean, cool, but I mean, I, this is the thing about Cody is he just kind of, you know, I know he has so much going on with the kid and his responsibilities backstage and then trying to be an entering performer. It's like, I think he needs to take something off his plate because I feel it felt it's kind of stupid to have him just kind of just pop back in and be like, oh, I'm here, bitch. It's weird, right? Right. I mean, not saying like they completely rushed it because they did advertise this for like the last couple of weeks, but just Cody doesn't say a word, comes out from the crowd and just beats up on Malachi Black. Did feel kind of weird. Uh, then we get Dan Lambert with another stellar promo, just burying everything about wrestling. Uh, shout out Paige Van Zant. She was in the ring, the top premier page in the world. Shut the fuck she up. made her AEW debut. Yeah, I punched the microphone. You got a problem with that? I'll punch your face next time you say something like that. Anyways, 
Chris Jericho and Jake Hager come out. Uh, Jericho, you know, try to get some stuff over. The crowd is respectful and, you know, kind of chanted along, but I don't think it was Jericho's best stuff. I did get a chuckle out of, you know, Jericho building up Jake Hager like he's this fucking world beater when he's 3-0 and in Bellator against tomato cans when, you know, I think uh, Austin, whatever the fuck his name is, Paige's husband would just beat the fuck out of him. So, I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of one of those things. Like if you actually know stuff about MMA, you know Jake Hager is not that great of a Jake Hager should never have won MMA. Just saying. Yeah, but you know he's three and zero. He's undefeated, Dominic. He can always just rest on his laurels. Never has to fight again. You can just always say he was undefeated. Better than Punk. That's that's very true. Speaking of Punk, uh, he was on commentary for uh, most of the first, or I think all the first hour, and then Powerhouse Hobbs comes out, attacks him, beats him down, puts him through a table. Uh, Powerhouse and Punk are going to have a match next week on Friday uh, in in New York at Arthur Ashe. Uh, you know, heavy angle, you know, the very first time we really see Punk get laid out like this, I... I mean, the actual angle itself I thought was good, but I thought they could have done a lot more with it. It was kind of like, okay, you know, Punk got laid out. Cool. We're just not going to talk about it again. And then did the very same thing late, like in the next segment when Sting and Darby get laid out. Maybe it's alluding to a formation of a team with Punk and Allen and they come tag team champions. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, when... Well, we had Darby defeat Spears, and then we get the Sting beat down after that. Uh, Jade Cargill defeats Layla Hirsch. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, Jade did not look very good, but once again, she has not been wrestling for all that long, so you would expect her to not look that great. Uh, then probably the thing everyone's talking about, the big, big thing, uh, Kenny Omega and Daniel or Brian Danielson have a segment in the middle of the ring. Uh, Brian gets cut off. Don Callis and Brian go back and forth to get a lot of carny pieces of shit. A lot of, a lot of shit, like literal, like saying the word shit on this show. Like they really lean into shit. it. Shit. Uh, so yeah, Kenny and, or Brian does most of the talking. Kenny just kind of stands there and lets Don do most of the talking. Uh, Brian challenges Kenny, not for the title, but just a match to see who is the best next week at Arthur Ashe and Kenny accepts. So Dominic, next week, we're going to have the dream match of all dream matches. Kenny Omega versus Dana Bryan. At Arthur Brian Danielson, whatever Brian Daniel Brian Danielson against Kenneth Omega, non-title. Are they rushing to this, or because this is a big-time show, it makes sense? A little bit of both. I think it's because it is a big show, a big, meaningful show, but also, you know, you you, it's a little rushed. It is non-title. Does Daniel Brian Danielson get the win? Yes. No. Interference. So we need those shenanigans. Yee. Okay. okay, I'm going to go with Brian. I mean, I'm, I'm still wondering what, what's the deal with Hangman. I wonder if they are going to do some sort of beatdown angle and Hangman makes a save, but I don't know. Uh, then Moxley and Kingston defeat 2.0 in the main event. Uh, Suzuki comes down. We get well, we had a promo earlier in the show with Archer and Suzuki establishing Suzuki goon. And uh, we actually get the full Kaza Nina race. Sorry, Mr. X. But uh, then we get a beatdown or I guess a brawl between all four guys and sets up a tag team match next week. So, uh, you know, overall decent show, more of a hype package, a kind of countdown to uh, the Arthur Ashe show next week, Dominic. And, you know, no, not 
great matches by any means, some good promos and stuff like that. But next week is you got to hanker down because it's going to be a big show. It was an average to below average show that builds to a going to be a massive pop of a show next week. Exactly. So that is going to do it for us for today. Thank you all very much for tuning in. Thank you, Dominic. I know. I don't know what you're feeling like, what your physical Dude, ailments I feel fucking are. Terrible right now. Like I'm sweating and I'm it's terrible right now. That's okay. You know, you got a little workout in, you got to talk for an hour and a half. So it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I take a nice ice bath, take a shower, take, just take all the, actually don't do all that. Cause we're in a drought. Don't do that. But you know, rest up, get better next week. We're going to be back in the and We're going to play Warzone the night, I guess. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe. maybe. Well, probably. Uh, well, me and Mary played Fortnite yesterday. Wow. Tifty. Got the dub first game. You know, no big deal. Well, I mean, you know, it's no big deal. Me and, me and Ty Ty played Warzone last week, and we actually got a duo victory. Actually, me and Mary played Warzone yesterday, too, and we came in third. Well, that's not a, that's not a victory. But it's a th- me and Mary got third. Ooh, That's so a what, what are you saying? You're saying Mary's trash and so it's accomplishment you got third? No, we played trios, duos. Okay. So it's better than your guys' dub. I mean, when you played uh trio quads, when it was just was it with us, we played trio quads and we got a win when I was with you guys. Found out she hates resurgence, by the way, too. It's we, we can only play the normal map. Well, I mean, when you're playing trio duos on resurgence, obviously it's gonna be hard. It's and a- that will do it. If you want to be like Mr. X, you email me curveballncs at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, ZipRecruiter, Indeed, Curveball NCS. Curveballs NCS? I don't know. It's been too long. Well, if you want to follow us on Twitter and or Instagram, we go to Curveballs and CS. That is the handle. But yes, we do have a link tree in the description of this podcast. Thank y'all very much. And this is week one of the Friday Night Wars. Didn't take any shots. You know, we're being amicable. We are the first podcast to make the air today. So we're kind of like the SmackDown to the Rampage. But, you know, we got the bigger stars. You know, we're Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, right, Dominic? And they're... But who's Brock and who's Roman? Uh, I'll let you pick, Dominic. Who do you want to be? I'll be Brock. Okay, I can be the big... I'm the, I'm the head of the table. You are. You get that. <laughs> Anyways, I am the roadhead. So, so on that note, thank you all very much for tuning in for Dominic, the studio audience, uh, the little dog and big dog and my dogs who didn't bark at all. So shout out to all, to all the dogs out there. You guys listening right now are all of our dogs. Until next time, you know, if you want to send a question for points and doinks, uh, send us in on uh, Instagram or Twitter, but mostly Instagram, because that's the one I keep track of. So anyways, until next time, goodbye and good night. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs>